Podcast with Majestic and Gaza. Yo, this is Roll Fox, and you are now locked in to the same old Spurs podcast. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah. Welcome along. This is the same old Spurs podcast with myself, Majestic, aka Kev. And Gaza. We are here for the first ever of the uh, the supplements to the main podcast of Match Day Preview. And of course, this weekend, we are playing Chelsea, another London rival of ours. A lot of history there, especially with the fact that Jose Mourinho Ex-manager yeah. of Chelsea. Big love there, right, guys? Huge game, huge game. And we are joined right now on the line by none other than uh, absolute legendary DJ, uh, singer, songwriter, performer, radio presenter, Mr. Marvin Humes. How you doing, fellas? How you doing? Oh, good, brother. And, and, and a good friend of his and a, an ambassador for Chelsea, the Matchday Live presenter, another another fellow radio bod as well. Uh, man like Jay is on the phone as well. What's happening, Jay? How are you, boys? You well? We are very good. Can I just say quickly to Marv, congratulations on your latest child you had back in October. Bit of a belated nice one on there. Nice brother. But Cheers, congratulations mate. for that, mate. Love that. You got your hands full, right, Marv? Madge, as soon as you ask me to do this, I, I'll, I'll do anything in a minute just to get away. <laughs> so I'm saying, so you know, what I mean, you can put in any request for me to do whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, of course, brother, I'm there. Any, any chance to get 20 minutes upstairs in a room by myself? I, I'm taking it, man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to do some work, and, and I tell you, I tell you what, doing some work on your your beloved Chelsea's is not bad. Eh? You you mm. you're a big big Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it goes back to my old man. My dad's a Chelsea fan. He took me to, I think it was Paul Elliott's testimonial back in, I don't know, I was about 11, 12. He took me to the bridge. It was the sort of Rude Hullet, Viali, Di Matteo, Dennis Wise, Ed Hoy, those years, you know. And yeah, went went to the bridge first time and, and that was it. I was the, the, the thing is with my dad and my brothers, I don't know what happened because my older brother's a uh, Arsenal fan, my younger brother's a United fan and I, I'm in the middle and my dad took me and he sort of, you know, that was it. I, I've been a blue ever since, but it doesn't always work. Like people don't always follow in their dad's footsteps, do they? Well, yeah, we unfortunately we did <laughs> uh, in terms of success, but we still love a club. Uh, yeah. Jay, uh, how, what's your story with Chelsea? How did you fall in love with the club? F- fairly similarly to Marv, to be fair. It's my, it's my dad's team. Um, and, uh, you know, I was born into to quite a lucky era, to be fair. So I only saw sort of, uh, I suppose, the struggles of like, I didn't really remember them. Um but yeah, sort of early two thousands when I when I really sort sort of started getting involved with the club in terms of going to games and and seeing things and then and then from there on in it, it all goes well which which kind of I lucked out a little bit you know because I didn't really when I was sort of young enough to to get teased about supporting Chelsea not winning anything I then got into a very quick age where we did start winning things so it was very quick that I'd gone from being I oh, saw right because he, he doesn't get branded as being a glory hunter but at the same time I didn't really see the troubles. So I'm very lucky I've been born into this era. But yeah, it's, a, it's similar to Marv, to be fair. You know, I, I mean, it sounds like Marv's the favourite child there being taken to Chelsea and, and, and the other two boys being let down. But um, I, I, I think it, I think it's that. And it? I think, yeah, you, you you don't really pick your club. Your, your club's picked for you. And, and sometimes you get lucky. And then and other times when you don't get lucky, you, you fall in love with a club for different reasons. And football's football, isn't it? Every, everyone loves it for a different reason. But it's, yeah, it's, it's just that, isn't it? It's just... Lucked out, really, I suppose. Speaking of winning things, Jay, what was it like with Mourinho in charge at that time? Obviously, it was a massive transition when Abramovich come in and you just went to new levels under Mourinho, didn't you? Oh, mate, I mean, it's it's difficult to look at it now, obviously, because he's, he's in your dugout. And, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I mean, he's, he's still, he's, he's always going to be 
he's he's quietly fondly thought of now at Chelsea, I think, because of where he's gone afterwards. And and look, it's football, you know. People change teams, managers, players. I think people are starting to come to terms with that a little bit more than they used to back in the day. But when when he come in, he was just he was a breath of fresh air. You know, he was something that we hadn't really seen in this country. He come in with with all this sort of bravado, as if he was. I suppose a little bit like a, a Brian Clough kind of mould in terms of saying stuff in a press conference that was more exciting than the games were at times. And, you know, I think I think when, when you started to buy into the whole mystique and the aura of Jose Mourinho, that he builds this, this narrative around your club that everyone from the outside in doesn't like you, but everyone on the inside loves each other. And, you know, once once you've got that, that togetherness and that collective, I mean, it felt like we were... Felt like we were untouchable at times. You know, I mean, I, I remember the one where he sat in the press conference and he named the entire Barcelona team like forty-eight hours before the lineups come out. And and after that, I just I was I was sat there thinking, I don't think he's a real man. I think I think he's I think he's a magician. He he must know something different because he was doing things in, in his own way and he was just he was captivating. He was box office and he's you know he's still got that that glint in his eye that you see time to time and you go he's. He's 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 a he's a different breed. He's a different character, and I think I think Chelsea fans will always remember him for being our most successful manager, and there'll always be that respect and that 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 love. Just probably not this weekend, but after that, is uh, you know he's he's he is he's a phenomenon, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's starting to show his his worth at Tottenham now. Marv, do you echo them thoughts? Absolutely, mate. I think you know Jose was the 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 turning point for us in terms of you know entering the good times as Jay mentioned earlier. And um, I've, I've been, I've been lucky enough. Well, I don't know if, if you guys have JJ probably has been lucky enough to meet Jose and um, he was just a true gent. You know what I mean? He, he was such a lovely guy, exactly what I hoped that he would be. Um, and I think, yeah, for us, of course, being in the opposite dugout, you know, it, it, it's obviously a bit awkward and it has been when he was, when he was at United as well, of course, but as a Chelsea fan, you've always got that, that, you know, a bit of love for Jose for what he's done for us over the years and, you know, back-to-back Premier League titles with him and, you know, the respect that the players have got for him. And I think that for you guys, like you just mentioned, you can really, really see and believe that Spurs have finally got a chance. Do you know what I mean? You know, I know we're only, what, nine games in, going to be 10 games at the weekend, but, you know, you guys sitting at the top of the league, obviously it's still early days, no one's getting too hyped yet. But, you'd be silly to bet against Spurs not having a good stab at the the Premier League this year. I'll tell you what, it's interesting as well, the fact of you've got that relationship with Jose and Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard was one of the key ingredients to that success of Jose Mourinho. And it's almost like Lampard played the role, similar to the way he's sort of acknowledging Eric Dyer and Harry Kane, you know, those key men to the success at Tottenham. And the, the leaders, he loves to, to, to sort of source out a leader. Frank Lampard, you know, what an incredible player that he was. And even as Spurs fans, we can talk about the times that he caused us a lot of damage and a lot of pain. He was a fantastic player. Uh, how do you feel he's, he's getting on at Chelsea? And, um, you know, what, what's the view? You know, my godfather, Nick, he's a massive Chelsea fan. He loves Frank. And there's other people a bit divided on him. What, what you, you and Jay's feelings? Do you know what? I, I was super reluctant for Frank to, to get the job. Frank's my favourite player. Whenever I used to buy the shirts, I'd always have the number eight on the back, closely followed by JT, obviously. Um, but Frank was my guy. Well, he still is, obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, Frank was the guy that, at Chelsea that you always look to and always rely on alongside JT. So when you've got such legends, on, you know, don't use that word lightly with, with Frank and, and JT. 
they are true legends of Chelsea. So when you have one of those guys come in as a manager, I didn't want him to fail. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you've, when you've got that respect and admiration from all of the fans, when you come in, that's going to buy you a lot more time than it would a Conte or a Jose even. Do you know what I mean? Just because of what you've done for the club. But as we see with, with Solskjaer at United and we've seen with many other managers that have played for clubs and gone on to manage them, when it goes bad, unfortunately, where the fans are concerned, you know, you, you can't help but have a little bit of a turn against that player that you've looked up to and, and admired. So for me, it was always a bit of a risky one for Frank to take the job because I didn't want to look at him in another way as to say, like, you know, he's he's been not a great manager for us. So, But so far, he's done a great job. I think last season we over um, exceeded expectations, losing our best player, the transfer ban and all, all of that. And to finish still in the top four was was a great look for us, you know? So this year, obviously with the, the, the signings that we brought in and, and the way that we're playing in a minute, I'd like to think we're going to, you know, go one better at least in top four and hopefully, you know, have a decent cup run in, in one of the competitions. So, but yeah, Frank, for me, he's got all of my, as, as much respect and admiration as a player still. I just hope that the day doesn't come when that changes, you know, Jay, what's your thoughts? Mate, I'm hundred percent with you. I think when, when Frank took over, it was it was one of those your your heart was was saying this is the best thing to ever happen to the club, and then your head was going, you really don't want you know it might be a little bit too soon for him. He was he was good at Derby, but this is a big job, you know. In fact, that the fact that he come in and, and Eden Hazard had gone, we're under a transfer ban, and there was a real sort of gear shift in what Chelsea would be capable of doing last season. I mean, you know, if, if you'd have, me and Marv had this chat at the start of last season, if you'd have asked any Chelsea fan before the season. Uh, would you take sort of, I don't know, a Europa League place if it means that you get four or five academy graduates come through, you know, and, and Chelsea almost restore that little bit of sort of that connection with the fans because all of a sudden you've got a manager that you you genuinely believe could be there for a decade and you've got your best ever player in the dugout. You know that, that the coaching staff and Jody Morris and Joe Edwards and, and people behind there know about the academy and you can bring that through. I think most Chelsea fans would have probably accepted it. And then we start to overachieve and then people get carried away and then you've got some sort of portions of the, of, uh, of the supporters perhaps want to then go on a little bit further. And you think Frank's Frank's overachieved in, in getting to an FA Cup final, in qualifying for the Champions League in what was obviously a ridiculously difficult season for everyone because of the, the pandemic in the middle. But, you know, Chelsea now are playing with four or five academy graduates every week. You know, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Mason Mount, uh, Reese James, Tammy Abraham have been there since they were sort of nine, ten years old. So when you see that on the pitch as, as a fan... You love it. It's the same way that Spurs feel about Harry Kane seeing him on the pitch. When you've got a player that you're not, that it isn't in there on on sort of just being homegrown. He's in there on merit because they're they're that good. Frank's brought that through, and then all of a sudden you've got players like Kai Havertz turn up, and and you've got players like Timo Werner turn up, and you go, okay, wow, Frank's being backed. He's bringing the players through that we wanted to bring through. He's getting things right in the last six to eight weeks. That the, the big criticism was that we can see too many goals. He's changed that. And all of a sudden, you see him developing the same way that the club's developing. I, I genuinely do do feel at the moment it's probably the last last decade, last two decades, we've been spoilt with trophies. But as a fan, I think this is the the most I've been in love with the club because you feel a part of it. You feel like this is you know it, yeah. it's all building to something bigger. And and you know if if we do if we do go on a good push this season, I genuinely think we've got a good chance of winning the title. I think we've got a good chance of finishing very high. And if not this year. It's a very young squad. Next year's another another year, and 
I do. I, I hope Frank's there for a long time. And if he is, I, I think we'll be doing well. It's a massive game for Frank, obviously, this weekend. Um, he seems he seems to love the duels against Mourinho. It looks like he's got that that little bit about him that he obviously he's got a relationship with him. But he wants to obviously get one better one one over him, if you like, when it comes to the head to head battles that they have. Um, who do you who's obviously Spurs' main threats for you this weekend? Obviously, we've got Harry Kane and Son on top form. Do you see anyone else that can obviously influence the game? Obviously, you know Kane is. Probably the best player in the Premiership right now today at the minute. Do you know what I mean? The form that he's in, uh, he'd get into any starting eleven. So, you know, as good as we've been defensively in the last six, seven, eight games or whatever, um, I'm, you know, slightly worried that that could change on Sunday because you have got the threat of, of Sun and Kane. Um, I mean... What do you think about Bergwin, Jay? I, I like him as well, yeah. I, I, mate, I think, I think I think you're nailed on with Kane. I think you go into any game and Harry Kane's playing, he's, he's a worry, isn't he? He's a threat. And uh, he's, he's he's turned into like the... I mean, I know a lot of people have spoken about it in, in the media the last couple of weeks, but he's turned into almost the ultimate player. You know, he drops into sort of a a much deeper role and he's he's a, he's a, a supply and assist for, for Son. He gets on the ball, he's still a threat going forward. But I like Bergwijn. I like, I like the turn of pace that he's got. He looks... Again, he looks like a threat. I just... I think it's so difficult to call. I think it's going to be such a cagey game, and you know it, it could go anyway. You, you see Spurs uh, when they've, they've played City and uh, and Man United this season in big games. Jose does like to to keep things tight, knowing that you've got a huge threat on the counter, or when you've got a chance, you, you fancy one of Spurs players to, uh, to take it. So I think I think it'd be tight. I think I think for the first time in a long time, this is a, a genuine sort of title game. You know, it, and it's. It's one of those that is so early in the season, but it's come at the perfect time for, for Chelsea and Spurs. Chelsea are on a really good run, not conceding goals, scoring goals. Spurs are on a really good run, scoring goals, beating big teams, not conceding many. Top of the table. It's mate, it's I'm it's I'm huge. nervous for it. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge same, game. Same. I think we yeah, feel the same, game. boys. Yeah. What about what about you guys? What what are you worried about with us lot? I'll be honest with you, I've I'm a big fan. I know he obviously splits the splits opinion, but I'm a big fan of Timo Werner. I think pace hurts. I just think it, it, on his day, he's very, very capable. Obviously, you, the, the the new lads, you've got another couple of new lads as well in there. Um, but I think if he can get in behind, because obviously Spurs are a little bit flaky at centre-halves at times, especially with Toby Alderweireld being out. I think if he can get in behind, he might be the one to cause a bit of damage for me, for you guys. Yeah, I think I think Werner's, I think Werner's he, he's just playing with no fear. He's come straight into this, you know, completely different league to, to what he's been used to. As we know, the Premier League is probably the hardest league in the world. And he's just turned up like he's playing football at school. Do you know what I mean? He's got, he's, he's got no fear whatsoever. He's been supported by, obviously, Ziyech is, is coming super strong now. He's, you know, again, probably our best player at the minute. Yeah, you know, his, his delivery is incredible. You know, as we mentioned earlier, I think our back five is the, is the our, our defence is the strongest it's been in a very long time. I think in our team, you know, the, the, the back line is, is set. You know, apart from Aspilicueta obviously dropping in for James now and then, you know, I think it's pretty nailed on that it's going to be Mendy, Zuma, Silva and Chilwell and James on, on the left and the right, you know, for pretty much most of the season now, I'd imagine. And obviously for us, it's, you know, Havertz is the only player for me who's still yet to to really, um, you know, kick on. You know, all of the signings that we made, all of them have done well. Mendy, Zuma, not Zuma, Silva, um, Ziyech and Werner, you know, they've all come in and they've, they've kicked on pretty much straight away. And Havertz is the only one now for me that 
that is is yet to, to 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 get to that point, which he will do, no doubt about it. And obviously, we've got Pulisic to come in as well, who's who's, who's fit. I don't think he'll start, but you know, the, our threat up top is is uh, it, it, on its day. You know, we could be the best in the league up top. You know, so it just depends. Like like Jay said, Joe say obviously he's going to know how to play against us. Um, it's going to be a tight game, and and it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I just I just hope it's not a boring game. Do you know what I mean? I hope I hope that both teams go out there and you know give it all they've got and and you know obviously want to want to take the three points but um yeah i'm definitely nervous for it for sure i'll tell you what before we head over to some predictions there's a player in in, in spurs's ranks that i really identified as a proper jose Mourinho player and what i mean by that is in in, in those moments of absolute glory with jose and chelsea the makaleles the essians of, of the world in hoybier i really believe that jose has found someone to do that role that he for me, is is one of the first managers to really create that role in front of the back four, which is so important to how he plays his style of football. Have you guys seen much of Hoybier since he's joined the team? And and you think that sort of key middle of the park battle? You know, you, you've obviously got some really strong candidates there as well. That's going to be a really big part of tomorrow's game, I think. Oh, Sunday's game, even. Do you know, do you know what I think? Outside of Chelsea, I, th- I think he's he's the best summer sign in the league. I think he's superb you know I saw him quite a lot at Southampton over the last couple of years you know and he was captain towards uh, the tail end of his Southampton career but I, th- I think you're spot on I think everything that he does well is what Jose looks for in a player you know he's he's tenacious he, he he gets stuck in he he's clearly a leader as well having been captain at Southampton you can already see him sort of barking orders and, and doing the the dogged work that other players don't want but he frees up players around him you know and and I think a lot of players back in the day before sort of Makalele come into that role would be almost like a, not not a passenger, but it'd be your main job is win the ball, then give it to players around you because that that's your role. Whereas I think now players have to do that and be able to play. And I think in the, in the United game, he absolutely ran the show. I thought he was superb and I really do like him. I think he's, I think the big battle this, this weekend is probably going to be between him and either Kante or Mount, whoever, whoever uh, Frank sort of sticks in that role because you've got bundles of energy between all of those three and you've got three players that are really capable of playing but also will do the doggy work and will will sort of run 50, 60 yards to to, to cover tackles and, and do stuff. I, I think I think he's brilliant. I think he's spot on. I think that's that's where um, Jose always looks to start something. You know, even when he, he joined Man United straight away, the first thing he did was buy Matic. When, when he brought him back to Chelsea, that was a, a big deal because that was sort of that area covered and then he allows the bigger players and the, and the more expressive players to, to go and go and play and I think yeah I think spot on I think he's been brilliant since he signed and he's he's one of those players I think that would improve any team in the league if he was in their squad I think he's brilliant uh, let's talk about some predictions then guys it's always hard especially now yeah. like, this is one season <laughs> that I wouldn't do an accumulator especially because of the the lack of fans in the stadium it really does make a massive difference but also even more important like Personally, I, I mean, Gaz has said it on our podcast last weekend. Don't go, don't get beat. If we can yeah. go into this game for Spurs, I'm seeing a two-two draw. Personally, what about you, guys? I, I think I think Chelsea would take that as well. I think Chelsea would have to adopt that attitude. Just if they can win the game, brilliant. But don't get beat. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's important for both teams to just push on, keep the points tally ticking over, if you like, and um, keep momentum up. I think I think you're spot on. To be fair, boys, I think I think the only thing that probably tips it. Um, to, to Chelsea perhaps wanting a little bit more is the fact we're at home, you know, because it, you, you, you've you got to look to win your home games and especially these big games. You know, I mean, the, the real shame is if this game was 10 days later, then it'd be played in front of fans. But and I, I think, I do, I still think, I'd, I'd back us to nick it, but I think it'll be tight. I really do. I, I'm, 
I'm saying 2-1 Chelsea. That's probably me obviously being a little bit more favourable to, to Chelsea nicking it. And, and I do, I think it'll be tight. I think I think it'll be tight, I do. But, you know, I, I'd, I'd back us to nick it and I think it will be close. But yeah, I'll go 2-1. I was going to say 2-1 Chelsea as well, to be fair. I, I, I literally, that, that was on, on, the, on the tip of my tongue. I think, you know, obviously, you know, we played in the week. You guys played last night, but you rested how many players? About six, about six or seven of the, the first 11. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously that, that that can be a bit of a factor as well, fatigue with, with the lads. But I guess they've got, you know, a couple of days to recover. We haven't even mentioned Gareth Bale today or, or Deli Ali played well last night. Um, listen, I'm excited. I'd love, of course, to keep a clean sheet. The way that Son and Kane are playing, I think that would be impossible, to be honest, as, as good as we've been. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping and optimistic that we're going to get the victory. And I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea as well. Love that. Boys, thanks a lot for your time. Where can we find you guys online, Jay? Um, on my, my Twitter or Instagram, which is at underscore it's JJ. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having us. Perfect. Marv? Yeah, see, JJ does a uh, FPL um, podcast as well. He's, he's, he's a bit of a fantasy Premier League manager sort of king, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I was till you done me over last year, Marvin, beat me. So then I had to go into hiding for a couple of months. So I'm on, I'm on the quiet. I don't know how that happened, mate. You've done but, the uh, king. <laughs> oh, wow, Marv. Marvin's got too much tickets. He's an all-rounder, Marv. Exactly, yeah. Mine's just at Marvin Humes, mate. So, yeah. All good. Chaps, listen, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully for us lot, it's going to be a Spurs win. Obviously, you guys want Chelsea. <laughs> but you know what? The wonderful thing is, is being able to talk about the clubs that we love and just have, you know, that mutual respect. And, uh, you know, for, for us as fans, as you said before, that like, you know, Chelsea, us growing up as well, there's been some wonderful players and that. So, yeah, big up to, to you guys as, as fans and uh, nothing but love. Definitely. Thanks, lads. Thanks for everything. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot, lads. Appreciate it. Nice one for having us. Cheers, boys. Marvin and JJ there from the Chelsea Match Day Live joining us right here on the same old Spurs podcast. First ever supplement that we've done previewing some games. We're going to be doing the same thing again next week. And uh, boy, we've got a very special guest for you guys next week. We'll tell you more about that on Monday. Don't forget the regular podcast does drop every single Monday so you guys can enjoy it uh, after the games and uh, get involved. We'll be back with all the usual stuff, two weeks wages uh, and everything we've got to say on the Chelsea game but it wouldn't be the same old Spurs podcast if we didn't throw to our resident stat man Will Marriott so right now we're going to check out a uh, a Chelsea and Tottenham stat from the stat man himself Will is a stat man Will is a stat man He is a stat man Will is a stat man Who is it? It's the stat man, stat man, stat man, it's the stat man. What's happening guys, Statman Will here from the same old Spurs podcast throwing you a couple stats before the huge game on Sunday against Chelsea, Mourinho versus Frank, Master versus Apprentice and Tottenham Hotspur sitting top of the league with Chelsea only two points behind us. And this week guys, I worked so, so hard to try and find a positive stat about Tottenham at Stamford Bridge, but let's just be real, there isn't many. Out of our last 14 visits, we have lost 22 of their matches. Also, another stat for you guys. Since the 2015-16 season, there has been over 2.5 goals in eight of the side's 14 matches, with both, with both of the sides scoring in nine of the 14 games. So this game, it might promise goals. We'll see how Mourinho sets up. But like I said, guys, I'm feeling weirdly confident. I'm going for a 1-0 Spurs win and a Harry Kane goal. Come on, the boys. 
Our resident stat man, Will Marriott there. Yeah, thank you, Will, aka Mr. Statman. Don't forget, we are going to be back Monday morning with the regular podcast. We are ready for a massive game on Sunday. Hopefully, we get the three points. As uh, me and Gaz said before, as long as you don't mess it up, even get a draw, we'll, we'll nick that. Whatever happens, uh, have a wonderful weekend, guys, and we will catch you on Monday on the same old Spurs podcast. Yes.